between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. Thank you for the glory that we teach. Thank you for the, the writer of the image, the builder of the image, the painter of the image, the spirit of the image. Thank you for encounters for hearts. But as we draw with our vessel tonight, that feeling impartation giving of spirit will occur to every heart thank you father Lord I yield my verse I yield my heart unto you use me use my use my tongue use my mind use my thought use my heart use my vessel help me use me to fetch to find to fetch to find fetch, to fetch, to fetch out, 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 out of, out of this, this waters, suffering waters, to find the waters, to find the waters, find the final sweet waters, bringing sweet waters, bringing sweet waters, bringing sweet waters, bringing sweet waters, discussing sweet, 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 sweetness, Causing sweetness, 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 sweetness. Even, even the waters of 
the sun, causing it to flow tonight. We give you glory, our God, and we worship your holy name. Thank you. We allow our hearts to come under the dew of the Spirit without hastiness tonight. We come under the right attitude, the brokenness of spirit.
this one. Thank you, Jesus. He will lead us tonight in your pastures. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. <clears throat> Praise God. Let's open our Bibles to um, the book of First John. Amen. Before that, is it possible to do maybe a recap of It's like we, we had a divergence of the message um, between Saturday and, and Wednesdays. I, I don't know if anybody noticed that. So it's, it's like we had two streams of the word coming, one stream. I mean, that's the way I felt. I felt like the stream that was flowing, has been flowing on Wednesdays has been a bit different from um, what has been flowing on Sat on Saturdays? I don't know if anybody has noticed that. Okay, I have a witness there, one person. Um, does anybody did anybody notice that at all? No. Okay, everybody. Praise God. Um, sometimes that happened. I think that's happened a while before. It was almost constantly like that. And, we got into a season where it seemed as if everything came together, but um, this uh, it seems like it's different. It's different again, and I don't know. Sometimes it seems maybe when the Lord does that, is um, to maybe to establish the same thing from different with different graces of. Um, impact, different, different points of impact. Praise God. Um, that's the way I, I see it. I, I, I saw a lot of times Saturday, the grace that comes is a little bit more descriptive of the descriptive of the of the essence of what God is saying. Praise the Lord. But. Um, normally, it's like on Wednesdays, we're having more grace to try and bring more establishment in the doctrine, praise the Lord, of it. So, um, I'm just going to trust God again today, but I, I want to see if there's a way that we can pick maybe some of the thoughts that we've had from last Wednesday or the Wednesday before. Praise God. I don't know if there's anybody. I want to welcome and appreciate Pastor um, for Larry. Thank you, sir, for, for being with us again. <laughs> I really appreciate you, sir. Thank you. Thank you for joining us and for just coming to. I know you could be the one teaching this message. So 
uh, where you just you choose to, to come and listen. Amen. Um, so God bless you, sir. Um, amen. Um, is there anybody that can help us with uh, kind of a recap of what we learned? I'm hoping they didn't just fly away. <laughs> I think we're moving into more slippery things a little, so if you're not careful, they can, they can grow wings, but I hope they won't. Anybody, you don't have to summarize everything that we've said, just if you have maybe a part, we know in part, amen. <laughs> Praise God, anybody, please. I just feel we should flow maybe that way today help us. Okay. I, I'm trying to gauge what's going on now. Is it that there's nobody or is it that everybody's been humble? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out which one it is. Hmm? Ika, which one is it? Are you guys all being humble? <laughs> Okay, yes, sir. Please go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, we've been um, looking at, um, we've actually been like on First John um, lately, um, First John, and even the book of John as well. And we've been looking at um, First John chapter 2. Um, yeah, and um, it's it's been a lot, and just thank God for the mercy, for His mercy and His grace. Amen. But um, just from last week, we were reading from First John chapter two and verse. We read a lot, but I'll just um, go to um, verse. I'll start from verse twenty. It says, um, "But ye have an unction from the Holy One." And ye know all things. I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because ye know it, and that no lie is of the truth. And um, you were explaining about this place, about like the reason why they were opening the conversation of truth is because they were already on the path of truth Mm -hmm. before. So that's why they could open more conversation of truth to them. And then you were, then, then verse 22 was saying, Who is a liar? He said, who is a liar, but he that denied that Jesus is the Christ, says he is an antichrist that denied the Father and the Son. And you were explaining what um, a liar is. And even um, my brother Wesley was mentioning about that during the prayers. He said that a liar is not one that is because maybe the person tells lies or something, but it's like he's a stature, is a is a something that has been formed in one which is against the actual um, the actual formation that should be in a man, mm. and like, so it, we're saying that that truth is, and we're, we've been saying that truth is what flows from the true one, mm-hmm. and that anything that comes out from the true, from the true one is truth. And um, previously, from like I think two Wednesdays ago, you were also explaining that the truth is on. They have to write it on two tablets, and that going back to the Old Testament, we said that the two, two tablets of stones. But these times, it's and 
just going to moderate with you. But like we're seeing the place where you said that there's a first truth which was a created truth. Mm. And that created truth was created so that it can then marry, the, so that it can, that created truth was created for man to come into that truth yeah. so that he can then marry. So the reason for truth is for marriage, which is, the is like the end of truth is love. So, and um, we were also, you're also using the analogy of Adam and Eve in um, that what, when Adam, uh, Eve was not there, she was created, but she, wasn't, she didn't have a form. But they brought out the form of Adam, of Eve from Adam for marriage. So we see that the essence of the truth that was created is for marriage. And we started seeing previously, we're seeing that that truth which was created is the love of the brethren, which is charity. And is that love that prepares you for the marriage of the lamb, to be the lamb's bride. And we're also seeing, I think from um, two weeks or three weeks ago, about the relationship between brothers and the relationship between, in terms of marriage, like you were um, explaining, and we saw that what the the essence of truth which they are given, which is being released in this time, is is a decking of substances that makes you, that will raise you above. And we're, we've also been saying the thing about love for love, not the world, mm-hmm. and saying the thing about. He that doeth the will of the Father abided forever. But before someone can come to the place of doing the will of the Father, he has to have been able to do the will of Christ, mm-hmm. which is the created truth. And I'm just, but I'm not able to gather my well. thoughts. But I'm just, but we've really been emphasizing on the thing of truth and the yes. thing of marriage, which is the purpose of like love, like the love of the of the Father. Mm-hmm. Like we've been seeing the essence of coming into truth and yeah. saying that the truth is not truth is not anything is not as is not as a result of my truth your truth it's true and because it, it is truth because it is from the true god and that's because and that is and that was also saying that place where he was saying that um he cannot he cannot lie mm-hmm. and that is because it's not a result of maybe what you're saying it's just that the life you are living is a lie because you are not living with the true light that shine it. And also, we've also even that first John chapter two, we're seeing the place where they said that um, a new, a old commandment you have, which you have heard, which you have, um, which we, which you know, which you have heard. Mm-hmm. And then we're also seeing that now there's now a new commandment, and you've been explaining that those two commandments are not separate commandments. It's still the same thing, but because it's new, because darkness has passed. And for you to come into that new commandment, which I believe is the commandment of the true God, mm. is as a result of darkness, as part which as a result of coming into the fullness of the created truth, which mm-hmm. is Christ. And that's your experience, the love for the brethren. Yeah. And we see that that love for the brethren is the fullness and the peak of that is the one that has overcome the world, which means darkness has passed. Mm-hmm. Then you can then begin to come into the into the new commandment, which is the true light. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, thank you. Praise the Lord. Please, can we appreciate him and thank you. Amen. Amen. I still have faith that there's still somebody. Okay. Any? I mean, I was blessed by that. But okay. Amen. 
like I just just okay. want to help me to start and yeah I'm also somewhere um going to try to put pieces together okay but Uncle Jeff uh, with the help of the spirit of God has been making some cases and he started with the conversation of a person that is built by love and a person that is a faith person okay. and we use the analogy of someone that is a bird right and somebody that they have two different um structures but recently if we if we're going to move back from it the case we went to efficiency where we spoke about unity of the faith mm-hmm. and oneness but we sorry but we did not um for me I just started seeing more light on how the oneness comes. Mm. And we started seeing it from what Brother Yinka was sharing about the truth. Then we spoke about the pick of brotherhood that leads to a marriage. Then from the previous meeting, we're told, I heard that the truth, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't go uh, based on... Uh, he said, even what, I'm, what is happening now, he said it too. He said that God can say the truth from his realm. And when it comes to us, based on problems, uh, we, can, we can see. Pro- um, so, and that is what is a li- that's what a lie is. In sin, we're conceived, right? So what, we're, what, what I could pick from what Uncle Jeff was saying, what he said, he said a profound statement that God is true, and the message from God is truth. Mm-hmm. So... We started saying that truth is 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 the is the reality of of what God is given, but men are living in lies, and you you actually say it's nothing. There's a place, there's a place where you're just calling what we stand for as nothing if it's not in the truth. So we started saying that there are two cadres of truth: that there's Christ, Christ's truth, and there's um, the God truth, and it's created. All these are help from God. But most importantly, I was more emphasis for me was on the world, mm. and there was an emphasis on the world. And you, we spoke about the world as relating to seduction. I was trying to seduct, um, seduce us out of, out of. Um, then we spoke about after speaking about the world, trying to seduce, 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 us, seduce us out of the truth as well as antichrist. So we started saying that. Sorry, I feel like I'm. Doing that thing again, where I'm just you're trying. You're um, trying better. Everybody is sitting down. <laughs> a lot of people. So we 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 started saying that um, love is the con- love is the f- is the conversation we're trying to get to, and that love thing we can use a marriage at a point to even paint the picture that you can't say you are married and yeah. you people are not. There is no even from the efficiency, there's no oneness in truth or you. you there's a preference of another lover of my family and all that in that kind of conversation. Also, even when we even journey back, there's a period where we're even speaking about the virgins. And we're saying that what makes a virgin a virgin is, is singularity to a true part. Mm-hmm. Then also, we, we also saw from that definition of, we started saying that Christ definition of saying, I'm the way, the true, and the light, that it opened a different dimension <laughs> on its own. But... In in the in the broad in zooming out from yeah. the conversations that that have been happening, we started seeing that the truth is what endures. The mm-hmm. truth is what is is like exchange of truths that helps us enter the main truths. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
of so is is it is is that Christ's light we see more light yes. for 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 God or for us to cross that border through the way when John was talking there you know and he was saying that um um when John was saying that love not the world and the things that are annoying the and and the things in the world and, and the things that are annoying the world. Sorry, sir. As I'm saying these things, more things you said. As okay, I come, go ahead. But there's a place where you also said, um, sorry, that I also heard that <laughs> that um, sorry, what I picked from what you were saying was the problem is not what God of the world. God created the world. There's no. It's not as if the problem is the world. The thing is, those things have been infused with, with lust and spirit. You said a soul will get tired of something when there's no more spirit in it. So, for instance, what what does um, takes us out of this profession or this mm-hmm. vocation is those anointed things. Though the clay was made by God and all that, but there is a mind. There is the Peddling. There's things done. If we fall down and go to Revelations, we really study who, who that woman was. She has things she did with the with the world, and we also know that from. Also, you said this all this time in passing mm-hmm. that it's true faith. We we journey through worlds. Mm-hmm. It's, it's true faith and 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 changing conversation. True faith that we can enter those. Uh, okay, let me stop here because I feel like. I have not done a good job in doing this thing, but basically, there's emphasis on truth okay. and there's emphasis on loving not the world and the things in the world. Okay. And by God's grace, thank you so much. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to try and like summarize based on what both of them have already said. Okay. So. Um, I feel like mostly from Wednesday meetings, um, there's been emphasis on truth. And um, just basically, in terms of, we kind of started this this season with speaking about marriage and the union that was supposed to come into. But um, for us to have that union, like Annie was, was pointing out, for us to come into that love, or that, was, that high love of marriage of the Lamb, we need to come into the truth of God. Yeah. And then instead of breaking it down, showing that before we get into that truth, they have to come to the created truth of Christ first. And so um, mostly in Wednesday meetings, we've been seeing or we've been focusing on like the essence of truth, what truth is, how we can relate with truth. And um, some things that stood out to me about truth was... Um, that first of all, he said it's not just like saying, um, telling the truth like yeah. we normally know it. It's more like substances that make up a stature or a nature that is called truth. And the absence of of those, and we related that to John, First John, where he said, um, "He that hath my commandments, and he showed that his commandments, having those commandments, having those laws mm-hmm. that make up truth, that's actually what makes up that stature that we need." And like you were saying last Wednesday, you were saying truth is the generator of love. So if we don't have that substance of truth in us, we can't come into the love that we need to, which is the first, the first one based on the created truth, yes. is the love of the brethren. And then as we use that and we grow in that and we pass from darkness into light, into the true light, mm-hmm. then we can now come into the, the truth that is of God, mm-hmm. which will bring us into the love 
of God, which is a higher love, like he said, that is yes, different between the love in marriage and the love of um, the love between the brethren. And just mostly from Saturday's meetings, it's still in line. I felt like it was the same. It's still in line. It was more focusing on how um, how to use that truth or how to relate to truth by focusing on the spirit, mm. focusing on how the the things that fight truth lost of the of the world. And yeah, that's it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Nice. Wonderful. Praise the Lord. Can I stretch my feet a little? Is it possible? To... Okay. Thank you. I have feet too. My feet is working. <laughs> yes. I feel like it was really practical because okay. he really emphasized on, you know, like David said, that thing of the spirit. And just the way I see it, I see it as just a conversation of light, you know, really. Because when we've been hearing truth, you know, the true, and that's how you you centered on the spirit of truth, you know, like the Holy Spirit and the the necessity of you know, fellowship of listening, mm. of engaging in his converse, conversation, sorry, and walking and living in him. Mm. Because at the end of the day, like this truth, you know, all these conversations, we would never know unless you, you know, receive that helper, that comforter that's supposed to reveal the things of God to you. Because I believe in John maybe 14 or 16, talks about how that spirit of truth proceeded from the Father. Mm. So that is that is the source. So without fellowship, without, you know, receiving or making use of the little that has, you know, been given to you, I think you emphasize the story of the talents, you know, to whom much is given, much is expected. So the amount of spirits that you have come into, rather than remain dormant with it, it's, it's key to continually exercise it, keep, you know, keep, I guess hunger and thirst for more mm -hmm. and just in line with you know I believe Second Thessalonians 2 verse 3 when we're talking about that son of perdition there was a time you know Wesley was you know really emphasizing on that thing in prayers that when that man comes he will exalt himself over everything you know that is God mm. so unless you continually use the spirit or fellowship with the spirit obey the spirit you cannot come into that measure of the true God Mm -hmm. You have to keep hearing, receiving truth. In, like It's like there's this whole journey of truth, mm. you know, until you get... I think mm. you even said that this is like a path that you are living mm -hmm. with. And you were talking about how, like, there's a light that is at, that shines on the true God. And then there's a light on the other way, almost like the holy place and the most holy, really. Yeah. So unless you journey to that that point of, you know... I guess at the end of the everlasting life, unless you, you know, go on that path, you cannot get to that point where when this son of perdition guy comes now, he would he would still be seeing the world and you would mm -hmm. still be seeing lost in you. So there's just that essence to keep joining in truth so that yes. you know he can't come and then raise arguments against you because you have come into fullness mm -hmm. of truth. Mm -hmm. You know, something like that. But yeah. Amen. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Is there somebody else? Okay, Uncle John at the back, please.
Um, amen. Praise God. Um, I think for me, what I've seen so far in the last few weeks, months, since after convention, is like the Lord took us 10 steps ahead to talk mm. about the new and living way, <laughs> then brought us back to make us see what the journey is like mm. to get to that place. Yes, and um, true, as you said, Wednesdays have been about, yes, discussing about truth, also, like we read in Galatians, the journey we have to take, mm. child, under tutors, governors, then you come to acceptable adoption, mm. you become a son, and so on and so forth. And then Wednesdays have been, okay, Wednesdays have been more around those things that are delaying our progress. So, yes, you speak about the world. You spoke about the Antichrist. You spoke about so many, as you said, descriptive things. And as she said, practical things. Because you have, um, by God's grace, on Saturdays, we get a different feel. Again, I was... This was something I was discussing with my wife. I said, maybe because of the larger number, that's why Saturday is like that. But um, majorly, I would say we have been privileged to hear how we have to interact with the very essence of God mm -hmm. and where it starts from. Mm -hmm. So as, again, Galatians, the law yes, sir. is supposed to prepare you for something. And this is what we were talking about, about yeah. John preparing the way mm -hmm. for Jesus Christ yes, and so sir. on and so forth. So the law preparing you for something, to interact with the first truth, first created mm -hmm. essence of God. And that should then lead you mm. into a greater understanding and light, as we read in John. This is not a new commandment, as you were singing Bob Marley for us. <laughs> this is not a new commandment. <laughs> this, this is not a new commandment. But now the darkness has passed, mm -hmm. you know. So, yes, and as you, again, one very vital thing I think has stuck in my mind is how we interpret the scriptures. God, in his faithfulness, made it that way that you can come and read the same scripture and get something else. But through revelation, you can come into that very essence of why mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit actually breathed for people to write that scripture. So for me, it has been a journey. Yes, love, truth, but taking us to that very place of the new and living way, yes, as she said, right from the very beginning. So they have told us, they have, I believe convention was to well hope within mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. that this, this thing is there, it's yes, doable, it, it, it's touchable, you can reach it. And these uh, last few weeks, Wednesdays, have, as I said, have been more about understanding what mm. the material mm. of that, mm. of God himself, yes, how to interact with it, how to come into understanding, how you know the phases you have to go through, mm -hmm. and... Um, I think it's just making it clearer. So demarcations here and there, you, yes, you, you, you are not lost. Mm -hmm. you, don't have on, you have understanding of where you're actually going to because that picture has been painted for you. And then Saturday, and then Saturday, again, describing to us how we need to resist the world because the world is, as I said, antichrist. It's, yes, it's, 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 it's 
Antichrist, that's mm -hmm. just it. It's, it's supposed to stop you from relating with the first essence of God. Mm -hmm. And if you can't relate with the first essence of God, you can never get to the place yes. where you would get into even love of the brethren, mm -hmm. how much more marriage with God. Yeah. So um, that would, that's basically it. And one final thing is how you described a creator and a creature. Mm. You know, a creator wanting to marry <laughs> a creature. So, as she said, I think, about Adam and Eve, mm. you know, bringing out Eve from, and he said, this is the bone of my bone, mm -hmm. flesh of my flesh. I remember that day very well, because you said it like <laughs> 10 times. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, yes, and again, I think in Ephesians, where he's, you see Ephesians, yes, where he talks about marriage. Yes, sir. Where he talks about, for this cause, this very cause. Yes, sir. And again, and you, you mentioned that um, now the world is realizing that this marriage does not make sense. Mm -hmm. Why are we even doing it? Because yeah. right from the very beginning, there is no understanding of why marriage was created, what it typifies. Mm. So um, I think this is just a journey for us to come to that place where we can actually love God and come into his love, mm. come into an understanding of his love, mm come to the new and living way mm -hmm. so that we can actually cross the yes, veil, sir. which is his flesh yes, again. Sir. And um, let me stop here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you Praise sir. God. Yes. So mine is just 30 seconds. Um, um, one of the things that I remember from last week was how you said that that first truth of God is after godliness mm -hmm. and godliness is talking about a man which is Christ because Christ is the godly man um, I mean I may not say it in you know verbatim how you said it just based on my meditations you know um, combining Saturday and Wednesday together um, you know how the scripture says uh, Jesus prayed he said I, I'm not praying that you take them out of the world but I'm praying that you keep them like from the evil that is there. Mm. And one of the things that we realized, we are starting to realize that that truth, that first truth, you know how the Bible says that this is the will of God, even your sanctification. Mm. Mm -hmm. And he said, sanctify them by thy word. Thy word is truth. And then one thing you were saying is that truth is commandment. Now, if truth is not found inside you, mm. it's, it, there's a lot of things happening. But it also it means ultimately that you're not being sanctified mm -hmm. and you won't be sanctified and yes. you won't be godly. So one of the ways you start to like in terms of um, taking stock internally, um, my sanctification program, how is it going? That's how mm. you know. If truth is resting, mm -hmm. if you're actually keeping commandment, and that's how you can tell it, if, you, if it's just your mind conjuring up stuff, yes. you know, and even worldly wisdom conjuring up stuff for you to do, as opposed to, to the truth of God. And um, another thing that I think has rested on my heart is how you've, how you've said, you know, even after a person becomes godly or sanctified or reaches that thing that Yinka was talking about, that love of the brethren, why you don't want to you're not yet fully saved. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I can't remember how you put it very, very well, but the thing is you have to, that love of the Father has to rest because mm -hmm. if the love of the world is, is still there, they can still get you even at that, yes. even, you know, so all I'm trying to say is that we need truth inside. <laughs> you know, commandment needs to rest, you know, for our sanctification and ultimately marriage. You, you, and you were saying how... 
if you don't get married, you can't come into the life. Yes. That's one of the things you were saying. So it's not just words, oh, I will marry the lamb. But like, it's an entire journey of God's expectation mm. and where he wants us to come to praise God. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Mr. Konkujimi does not want to collect the mic. Why don't collect, collect the mic now? <laughs> She's giving it to you. <laughs> Praise, yeah, amen. As you're holding it, you might as well just <laughs> say something. <laughs> yes, I was just trying to ask the for you. Praise God. I mean, many things have been said, and honestly, I don't think I have anything to say after everybody has spoken because they've spoken, in fact, more than I think I'm, okay. I'm seeing. But um, I'll just touch on maybe one or two things. Okay, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. And I, I, like Annie said, I just um, think back to the first meeting after convention when we were looking at the differences between faith and love, right? And one of the things we said was, Faith is complexity, right? But love is even a greater complexity. And mm. while all these things are just going on, I was just seeing why. I know it's more than that in terms of how we embody these things, but just even in the understanding of it sometimes, because they are very spiritual things, and like you said, they are very slippery, so you know, mm. we need a lot of help. Um, I don't want to repeat many things I've said, but um, one of the things I have seen also is just, and when they say God is love, um, I see, and I think many months back, you kind of spoke about this whole creation thing and why God made us that it was just like something that was born out of love. So all I've just been saying is, you know, God has brought forth, you know, his creation. And, and of course, we know something happened, right? But he has not left us alone and he still wants us to come back. But we know God is a body of laws and there are things that God cannot just accept things, not because... He doesn't want to accept it because the very laws in him would not allow those things to come close. So I'm um, like Brother John said, all I'm saying is just, you know, different calibrations of the journey till we come to that point where, you know, we can marry, like Momo has said. And in, in that place, um, we've seen many things, starting from even, you know, giving our lives to Christ, um, the initial function of the Holy Ghost, and how that should, you know, tie us into the realm of Christ which you kind of called the house in that time in Galatians, right? And one of the things we saw about the house is, you know, you can come to the house and do many things in the house, but it doesn't mean you have a place in the house or you have inheritance. So um, that thing of inheritance has been spoken about, again, has been touched on. Um, and that inheritance, as we know, is that place of charity uh, or um, that place of the love of the brethren excelling in that side. So... Um, we've seen that even for you to come to that side, as many people in this room have said, is we have to interact with the created truth, keep the commandment of the first created truth, and then we come to um, the truth in the, in the everlasting realm, right? So um, for me, many things have been said, and another thing that we see is also what the world wants to do, which is always to oppose what God wants to do. And like Momo rightly said, God does not just want to take us out of the world, but he wants us to overcome. Yeah. So in that overcoming conversation, I think you touched on it a lot last, on, on Saturday, which was when you started talking about the 
the spirit of truth and abiding and what seduction really means and how, you know, seduction is not, you know, you are using like demons, how, you know, something can come against your will and then you do something, you come back to your senses and then you, you then spoke about the other one where they want your very will to be involved and then you won't even feel remorse that you've done something. And, you know, in this season, that's one of the things, even just understanding what love is, that one of the things we've seen is that we have our own definition of love, we have our ways of just doing things, but as this light is coming, a lot of things are being unearthed in us and we are seeing that, um, you know, many things that we have agreed with in the past, uh, many ways that we thought we loved the Lord, are not right. They are not proper, right? The Spirit is bringing yes. more definitions to, um, to these things. And one of the, um, out of many things, many things have been said, is that thing of truth again. Our truth is the only thing that can bind because um, you said anything outside of the realm of truth is a lie. And I think it was Uti that was just saying that this thing is very practical because um, for me, even when I look at, you know, just interactions and um, even interactions that I can now lay claims to or I believe in thoroughly, like mm. you once said, it's not necessarily because of maybe one thing or the other or blood or anything, but it's because of that element of truth. So we can see that indeed, it's not just something we are being told. Truth is indeed mm. very powerful and yeah. true because with truth, like, like you said, nothing can be do, done but for the truth. Um, like, the truth will always prevail. Truth yes, always sir. wins. Truth is, and that's why that truth comes out of truth. Again, it talks about the love nature of God, where he wants, to, he wants us to come to him, right? But he sends part of himself to us, right? So um, I think a take-home for us is just for us, you know, not to receive these things. I mean, there's the receiving of it um, as the words, because... Um, one of the things in the world of righteousness I have seen is particularity. It's it's for journeying. It's it's for seeing the picture and it's for you know making resolve. You know submitting to the Lord. So to just see that as truths, as these things are coming, so it's actually God. Like like many will say, God is firing things into <laughs> us. That this is actually we are receiving we are receiving portions of it. So you know we should just believe it. We should believe it. We should believe in the yes, possibility sir. of it. Uh, also during this season. You've touched on grace, and you've touched on the. I think there was one particular meeting you were asking us: Do we believe these things? Do we believe these things? And you know, it's just something we we hear in prayer meetings a lot. A lot of emphasis is made on believing, believing, believing. Is because um, if we don't believe these things, if we don't believe the the fact that there is really something going on, there's a conversation, there's something about marriage. We have to change if we don't believe. You know, pray for help to believe, not just. You know, leaving meetings and taking the thoughts, but you know, just actually praying, asking the Lord to open these things up. You know, um, we just don't want to miss what the Lord is saying. I guess that's all I'm trying to say. That yes, we should own it and believe that the Lord is firing His thoughts into us, and we should believe everything we are hearing. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Uh, thank you. Everybody, let's open to let's open to Second John. <coughs> Thank you, Father. Second John. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Second John. I'll read from from verse one. 
says the, the elder, unto the elect lady, amen, and her children, whom I love in the truth. And not I only, but also all they that have known the truth, amen, for the truth's sake which dwelleth in us and shall be with us forever. And grace be with you, mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father in truth and love. And I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children walking in truth as we have received a commandment from the Father. And now I beseech thee, lady, not as though I write, I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which we had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment. That as ye have heard from the beginning, that ye should walk in it. For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. And this is a deceiver and an antichrist, praise God. Amen. And look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. And whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. And he that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. And if there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him God's speed. For he that biddeth him God's speed is a partaker of his evil deeds. And having many things to write unto you, I will not write with paper and ink, but I trust to come back, to come unto you, and then speak face to face, that our joy may be full. And the children of the elect sister greet thee. Amen. Praise God. Um, I'm seeing this chapter as almost like a summary of, of um, a lot of things that the Lord has been saying to us. Praise God. Um, now the, if we go back, let's go back to the, to the beginning by God's grace. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I, this one chapter that when I read this chapter, I see, I see things that don't rise to the surface where you can pick them and see them. So I see sometimes I see riches but not utterance. Um, praise God. This is is loaded, right? Thank you, Jesus. Um, we, we trust the Lord for help for, to bring understanding, to bring clarity. Praise God. It says, The elder unto the elect lady and her children, whom I, whom I love in the truth. So 
seeing the, the concept of the concept of loving in the truth. So if there is love in the truth, it means most likely there is love outside the truth. Right? So it's not every love that is in the truth. And he uh, said, not only I, but so not only I, not I only, not, I'm not the only one who loves, who loves this lady and their children. Say, so I love you in the truth, but not I only, but, but also all they that have known the truth. Now, what kind of a statement is that? <laughs> Praise God. Um, how can, it's like me coming to tell you, somebody, I love you, but... I don't only love you. Everybody in my village loves you too. <laughs> that's even, that's even, that can even make sense. Praise the Lord. Amen. I say I love you, but everybody that has this jacket, they also love you. <laughs> are, you are you seeing what I'm saying? So it means this is more than just something on the surface. How does he know that? Those other guys love them. How do you know they even love her? They even know her and her children to love her. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So it's very clear that he's making a statement. He's, a, he's almost like a, a hidden, there's a hid, you must unravel something to really make sense of what he's saying. But he just put it together in a few words. Are you, are you seeing what I'm saying? So, so when he says not only I, but all that have known the truth. So what he's trying to say is that the way that I love you is my love to you is a function of something. That any other person who, who has that function cannot help but love you too. So, so what he's saying is that this love is actually an operation. It's an operation. It's like a code. It's a code and operation that anybody who keeps this code, has the same kind of, will have the same kind of res- response or the same kind of love. To, are you seeing that? So that's the thing with this love. So, so love in the truth is talking about a love that is tied to something that is very, very, um, is very, very, this, it has a fundamental foundation. Praise the Lord. A, it has a fundamental core. Or there's something at the essence of this love. Praise the Lord. That this love cannot travel outside of this thing called the truth. It's called, I love you in the truth. Praise the Lord. So, and this truth is the main functional, like I said last time, it's almost like the generator. That's the way the Spirit said it to me, that it's a generator of the truth. It's the generator of this love. When I was saying that, I wasn't even thinking of this scripture. It just came to my heart. To, I saw the description spiritually that, that what the Lord is trying to pass across to us is that the kind of love which they want to birth in this season the season of that we are coming into is the love that is a product of something very peculiar. That if you don't have this currency, you can't. It's the currency that purchases it. 
There's a currency that gives a person access to this kind of love. Praise the Lord. So another way of truth is actually really an understanding. Right? This truth is an what? Is an understanding. So truth in the book of First John, chapter 5, we can quickly read there. We can come back here. Praise the Lord. That was just the last thing he said. You know, when he wrote this thing, it wasn't... Mm. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So, at the end of chapter 5, the end of chapter 5, um, he ended it with the idea that... Um, Truth, he was speaking concerning not just the true God. He spoke about the true God here, but he didn't speak about the true God. He was also speaking about what comes from him, the true God, and also his son. First John 5.20 says that we know that the son of God is come and had given us an understanding, right, that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even in his son, Jesus Christ. And this is the true God and who? Eternal life. Praise the Lord. So he's saying that the son of God is coming and given us an understanding. It's very clear that the understanding which the son has given us is called truth. Praise God. Because this understanding is the, is the, the understanding to know the true. Right? It's... It is what someone who wants to know the truth, he must be standing on something. It must, it's an understanding, right? If you don't stand on this platform, you cannot begin to know this, this person they call him that is true. Now, when this person they call him that is true, they now attach somebody else to him. They say him that is true and his son, Jesus Christ. Now, this son, Jesus Christ, is also true. Do you believe what I'm saying? Yes. That the Son of God wasn't only truth. There was a time that he became truth. Like Jesus said, he didn't say I'm the truth alone. He said, well, if you want to trust, trace me, you, you see my, my estate as the way first. Then I, I became the way. Then he said, I am the way. So it's not I was the way. It didn't transition from being the way. Said I'm still the way, but something became added to me. Right? I am the way. And he said, I am the truth. But that's not all. I and then he said, I am the life. The life is the true. That's what I, I want us to see. That word true means the actual thing. The actual thing that all the drama and story and everything is about is actually that life. The life. And I said the life is not Christ, right? Because the scripture doesn't use that kind of the article the behind life when they are referring to Christ. Christ is life, but Christ is not the life. So there is only one being or one essence called the life. It's called is God. That is the life. Praise the Lord. So it's very clear that that person that said, I am, I am, I am. Right, that I am is actually the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was the life, who 
was also the truth, and then who also became. So it means that when you, when you see him right now, where he is, he's actually true. He's not just truth. Praise God. Now, the word true is the reward of God. The reward of God is to make an entity true. Do you get what I'm saying? Not just truth, but an entity called what? True. An entity that is true. When you say truth, truth is the messenger or the message of him that is true. Praise the Lord. Is the, is the messenger or what? Or the message of what? Of him that is true. So, so when you see the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ is, is a messenger. He's a messenger. He's actually, they called him in the book of Habakkuk. Praise the Lord. Oh, sorry, Malachi. In the book of Malachi, he spoke about him as the messenger of the covenant. Right? Amen. He said, I will send forth my messenger before that great day of the Lord. Amen. Sorry. Um, then he now spoke about the messenger of the covenant. Praise the Lord. Who will come suddenly into his temple. Now, it's very clear that him coming into his temple, that temple there, say his temple. So, the temple of Malachi, is, of chapter 2, is not the temple of God. You know, there's a temple of God which was opened in the book of Revelation. Right? When that temple of God opened, and then we saw within the temple the Ark of the Testament and all of those things. Praise God. But there is what you call the temple of God, but the, in Malachi chapter 2, they were speaking about his temple. The his is the temple of the messenger. The messenger has his own temple. So if you look at the, the design of the temple, you now discover that it's temples of temples. Right? They are temples. So you now find that towards the end side of the temple, there is one temple, and then there's the real, real temple on the inside, which is actually the temple of God. But before the temple of God, there is the temple of the messenger of God. Because what the temple of God keeps is the covenant. Do you agree with that? That was Revelation chapter 11, right? Towards the end of chapter 11, when the temp- temple of God, and that way they also spoke about the temple of God and referred to it somewhere else as the, the tabernacle of the testimony, which is the inward tabernacle. Praise the Lord. So, so really what the, the temple of the inward temple keeps is actually the covenant. But you see, that covenant has a messenger. And that messenger has what? His, what? his, own, te- his own temple. Am I making sense to you? Praise the Lord. So the, the messenger of the the messenger of the covenant is the embodiment of truth. The covenant itself is the summation of all that is true. The covenant itself is a summation of what? Of all that is true. And then you have a messenger of the covenant. That, the messenger means he who goes forth. He who carries the, the message. Praise the Lord. He is also the sanctifier. How does he sanctify? He sanctifies by the message of the covenant. 
Praise the Lord. Amen. Sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is truth. That word, word is talking about that which proceeds out of you is truth. And we saw that, that work of sanctification is what this messenger will begin to do because when he comes suddenly into his temple in Malachi chapter 2, he will begin to purge what? The sons of Levi. Amen. He will be as full as soap. We will also wash them. We act like a purifier of what gold and silver so that they can begin to offer up their an offering in what? In, what? in righteousness. Praise the Lord. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So this messenger of the covenant, this person called Jesus, like he has many hearts. Amen. But him as the messenger is, the messenger of the covenant is the bringer of the understanding. Praise the Lord. What I say he is, he is the what? He is the bringer of the understanding. The, the word understanding here is not just talking about revelation. It's not the same sense of the spirit of wisdom and understanding. It's different. Praise God. It's not talking about, it's not an explanation. It's not just an explanation. This understanding is talking about a, is a seal. Right? It's a solidity. It has more to do with, is what you are able to, to make you stand to know. Do you see that? So the understanding is not the knowledge. The understanding comes that you may know, right? Let's read that in First John 5, verse 20. Said, and we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding, comma, that we may know him. So when we have this understanding, then you can begin to know him that is true. So the knowledge of him that is true is another operation entirely. It's a different operation from the giving or the establishment of this understanding. Does that make sense to you? Praise the Lord. So, so the first thing is that Anybody who wants to know him that is true, you cannot begin the knowledge of him that is true if you don't yet have the understanding to know him that is true. So the understanding to know him that is true is the first truth. Do you get what I'm saying? The first mission of truth is to give a soul a standing. That understanding is also what they call the foundation of God. Standard show. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So nevertheless, the foundation of God, standard show, having this seal. That let them that name the name of Christ depart from iniquity. So that foundation of God, standard show, that foundation that standard show, the foundation that standard show is the understanding. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Praise the Lord. So it's, it's an understanding is also like a kind of a seal, right? A seal and a, an understanding for to take the knowledge, the knowledge of him that is what? That is true. Praise God. So, and we are what? In him that is true, even where in his son, Jesus Christ. So that what we, of course, is talking about those who have come into that place. That abode. It's not everybody that is, that is in him that is true. Not everyone is in him that is true. Is that you have 
those who have been able to come into praise the Lord. Now, somebody say, we know that the Son of God has come, giving us an understanding that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, and then even in his Son, Jesus Christ, and says, this is the word, the true God, and what, and eternal life. Praise the Lord. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? In the book of John, chapter 17, verse 1, right? Can you read it? John 17. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. John chapter 17, in, from verse 1, it says that these words speak Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said that, Father, the hour is come, glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast what has sent. That thou may that they may know thee, the only true God, and who Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. So it's very clear that this thing called the eternal life, right? They, they are explaining eternal life as the knowledge. Praise the Lord. This, is, this thing is a very, very key insight. Because this was, is a key insight. You can't deny it. Jesus, this is Jesus himself. This wasn't maybe Paul. And some guys got to the point where they started accusing Paul. That Paul, you know, uh, we shouldn't... I've heard people saying that Paul is not too credible. That when you see Paul, like they'll say even Paul at one point say that even me say I'm not speaking expressly, but I have this word of God. That Paul, that you can't just take what Paul is saying like that. Praise the Lord. You know, cunning, you know when, when, when truth begins to come, souls begin to misbehave, right? Praise God. There's nothing that can make someone misbehave more than you, you hit them with the truth that they are not ready to, to do it. Praise the Lord. But this is Jesus Christ, Jesus himself saying it here. He's telling you that, look, eternal life is a knowledge. Very clear. He was just praying. He wasn't even preaching. He was just talking to his father. It was a prayer between him and his father. So it wasn't... Um, Praise God. If it was not true, he wouldn't be saying that. He was speaking based on knowledge. What they know. This is not, it's not an argument. This is what it is. This is eternal life. They were just, they were just discussing with his father. His father knows what eternal life is. He knows. They are just talking about it. <laughs> Praise God. We can be arguing about it, but <laughs> well, if we are wise, we should understand that. If they said that eternal life is a knowledge, it's not going to heaven. <laughs> No, he could have said, this is eternal life that they all give their life to Christ and come to heaven. Yeah. No, Jesus could have said that. No, but that's not it. That's not it. Because someone can land there and you don't have eternal life. Yeah. Because you can, someone can verily, 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 possibly go to heaven without eternal life. When you are, you are, I have come, I have arrived. 
they say, welcome. Praise the Lord. And they say, this is where people like you stay. And then when you look around you, you're not seeing God, you're not seeing the following creatures, you're not seeing all the things you're expected to see when you get to heaven. Ah, ah. So what's going on now? Why am I here? <laughs> Isn't this... Praise the Lord. No, we've conflated heaven and God as if they're the same thing. And the Bible doesn't in any way say that when you're going to heaven, you are going directly to God. In fact... There's anything that the, the Bible has made very clear that heaven is a vast place. Imagine a place that can hold innumerable company of angels. Now, what makes you feel that once you are just there, you have seen God? If the earth is as vast as... Um, it's like me saying that... Um, <laughs> praise God. It's like someone just got visa and came to Canada. And then as soon as he landed at the airport... He's asking, where is Trudeau? Where is Trudeau? <laughs> Praise God. All you got is just a visa. Amen. The fact that you got visa doesn't mean that once you land here, you are going to see the prime minister. No, 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 no. Now realize that there are people who have been living here for decades and they've not seen him one day. That's why to be in heaven. People will get there, you know, you go and join other guys who have been there for ages and have never seen God one day since they have been there. Because it's not going to heaven. What how is it? You have to have holiness without which no man can see God. That is a standard. Can you do you have it what it takes to see God? You say, but when I'm in heaven, what does that have to do with you seeing God? <laughs> Fight my breakout in that place, oh. guys who are ready to see God. <laughs> and then one angel will say, <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Amen. So that's why when you're on the air, don't focus on going to heaven. You, you can miss it. You will most likely miss it. Rather, focus on seeing God.
Makataza banoshi vrapatali agaroso prate velise prava tase pani anosto pra prefeteli akasote preti prefosoteli ananoste pami anaida efremanaida efremahaida efremakamahaida evremekemekamahaida efremekemihaida evronte mekemihaida evrenti mikihidin evrete mihidin evrementi
commandments are those that keep my commandments. Those who know me are those who live by the words that I speak. Those are the ones that know me. They are the ones that love me. They are the ones that love me. They are the ones that seek my face. They are the ones that seek my face, says the Spirit of God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So this is eternal life, right? That they might know thee. So knowing him is, um, is equating it to, to, you know, there's a way he could have said that those who you will give eternal life are those who have known you. But he's just equating that. It's really it's equal to that eternal life is actually the knowledge of thee. Praise the Lord. It's actually in knowledge. The knowledge that they may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou art what, sent. So, so eternal life is the knowing of the, of the messenger and the message which is carrying. Praise the Lord. And then knowing the then you will now come to know the being from which that message is speaking. is actually who that message is of. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Amen. So, so this life is, is, in, is knowledge. That's a journey into knowledge. So if you compare this with that first John chapter 5. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And now, and we know that the Son of God is come and, and has given us an understanding that we may know him that is true and we are in him that is true even in his Son, Jesus Christ. And this is the true God and what eternal life. So it's the, it was coming to the understanding which for, for to know. Praise God. So let's, let's go to chapter one of of Second John chapter chapter one it says it says the elder unto the elect lady and her children whom I who I love in the truth and not only I so he said but also they that have known the truth praise God now so knowing the truth brings gives these guys these guys all they that have known the truth that truth actually brings them into a fellowship right they are fellows of a truth, and that truth is what produces love. This love, not just any kind of love, but love in the word truth. Praise God. Does that make sense to you? Does that make sense? So it's very clear that love in the truth is a product of the knowledge of the truth. That's just what I want to say. So anybody who doesn't know the truth cannot love in truth. You cannot love. You can try. You can try. Very, just try to love it. You can't love in the truth if you don't know the truth. So if you want to be a lover in truth, don't try to act out love. Rather, know the truth. This is where men miss it. This is where the church miss it. This is where we, we mess everything up. This is where religions miss it. This is where the world misses. Everybody wants to love. 
The world wants to love. Religions want to love. Even criminals want to love. <laughs> because there's something about it. It's an old commandment. It's from the beginning. Everybody has it in some degree. Everybody knows that. If you ask them, what's the most important thing in life? Bring a crook. What's the most, just uh, we can all have one love. And that's, it's, an, it's just set there. Nobody can hide from it. It's a commandment for every living thing. And look, if you are living, I mean spiritual life, your goal is to love. If you're not loving, you're falling short of the purpose of, of any form of spiritual life. And everybody who has any form of spiritual life has that thing. It registers as some kind of commandment on the inside of them. Praise the Lord. But, but what we are called to is more than just that thing. Because there's the, the sense of that thing which we saw, which resides in darkness. But when darkness is passed, uh, praise the Lord, the, there's a re the revisiting or a re-shining re of the commandment. You have to see the commandment how again. Do you agree with that? That, that when, when light is shining, if, if you, let's look at first, that first John chapter 2. <coughs> Praise the Lord. Praise God. First John 2, it says that, Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which ye had from the beginning. You see that. This one it has been there from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard from the beginning. And then again, a new commandment I write to you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past and the true light now what? Shining. So it's very clear that the true light is the light that illuminates the truth. Right? Or the true light is actually the light of the truth, right? Is it, is a light, the true light is a light from the true, which is the truth. The true light is actually the truth. Praise the Lord. It's the illumination, amen, of that, of anything that pertains to the truth. Praise the Lord. Um, so this place here, when he's speaking about the, the, those who, all they that have known the truth, we go back to Second John chapter 1. That those who have known the truth, they now come into this capacity. Then verse 2, it says, For the truth's sake, which dwelleth in us, and then shall be what? With us forever. So um, let's try and flow from verse 1 to verse 2. It says, The elder to the elect lady and her children, whom I love in the truth, and not only I, but also all they that have known the truth. They have known the truth for the truth's sake which dwelleth in us and shall be with us forever. Who, who also have known the truth for the truth's sake. What's the meaning of that? For the truth's sake, which dwelleth in us and shall be what with us forever. Praise God. So they know the truth for the sake of the truth that can dwell and abide forever. So that's one thing that you see about this chapter. This chapter, what I'm seeing here, by the help of the Spirit of God, is that John is established, he's talking about a conversation of those who have, who have gained access to the truth, but he, want, he wants to, he's a lighting an aspect of the truth realm, which is 
talk something about the journey or walk in truth. Journey or what? Or walk in truth or journey or progression in truth. The purpose of truth is to journey. Is actually to walk. The purpose of the truth is to journey or to walk or to what? Make progression. Praise the Lord. The uh, another way I can put it is the reason for standing is to walk. Right? The the when he spoke about the foundation of God, that the purpose of that foundation is to support a walk. That's the reason for foundation. Is to support a walk that it is a kind of walk that somebody who wants to begin to know God walks. But you don't walk that walk anywhere. There is only a kind of foundation that that walk can be measured on. You cannot walk the walk of knowing God on any kind of foundation. There's a foundation that any person who wants to walk in the knowledge of God, praise the Lord, must walk upon. Are you getting what I'm trying to say to you? Um, so that's the sense from this thing, from this place. So this is talking about the knowledge of the truth for the truth's sake. What me I'm saying, I don't know, maybe you can, if you, those of us who know English very well and know how they, the structure, maybe olden days English, maybe you see something else. But what I'm trying to, what I'm seeing here is I'm seeing dimensions of truth. I'm seeing a knowledge of a truth for the sake of a truth. Do you get what I'm saying? It's talking about the knowledge of a truth for an everlasting truth. There is a truth that you need to know for the sake of another truth. It's not just knowing the truth to stay with it and to reside with it and just to, 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 to be as a destination. So there's a truth that's not a destination, but that rather is actually a truth that you know for the truth's sake. For, for the purpose of a truth that can be with you forever. So, so this place is merging the two dimensions of truth that we spoke about the other time, right? That is talking about, is the merging of the created truth, which is, for the pop, which is for the truth's sake. So the truth of Christ is for the truth's sake. For which truth? Because the truth of Christ is not an abiding truth. By itself. It is for the sake of the truth. So, somebody who is learning truth, you should have a goal in mind. That the reason why you are learning truth is that you want to learn truth and learn truth and learn truth and learn truth till you arrive at a, at a quality or a version of truth that, can, that is everlasting in nature. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So not every truth, like I said, is everlasting in nature. But to come into an everlasting truth, you must walk from a created truth, from the truth of Christ is the point. Christ is that foundation from where you walk into what? Uh, this truth, praise the Lord, which dwelleth in us. It says we dwelleth in us and then shall be with us forever now. Sometimes John will speak about dwelling in us, in us, in us. Now, don't, that should not phase you. You should have understanding of what he's saying. Yes, to really get him, you have to go to his first John, chapter 1, yes, where he defines who those us are, yes. where he said that you may have fellowship with us. So 
his people, him and other guys who he's speaking of. We don't know who the other guys are, but he knows them. Praise the Lord. He know, and they are not you and me. They are other guys. Praise the Lord. Right? That way we have seen, which we have heard, which, we have, which we, our hands have looked up, eyes have looked upon, which our hands have handled of the word. So those guys are guys who have, whose hand have handled of the word of life. Right? That, that life was beginning and was manifested to us. And we have seen it and then declare unto you that eternal life. So are you seeing the way he's speaking from? So when he's saying us, you have to know that this, this is what they're talking about. Guys who have seen that eternal life which we were speaking about means that these are people who have come to know the only true God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. Right? So we declare unto you. So this is also in the same spirit of that declaration. Praise the Lord. So when he says he dwelleth in us, praise God. And then he's saying shall be with us, what? Forever. So this one that dwelleth and shall be in us forever is the truth. For, for whose sake you need to learn the truth. Praise God. And then he went on to his greeting. Grace be with you, mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Word, Father in truth and in love. Praise God. So he spoke about God the Father and then from the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the Son of the Father in what? In truth. And in love, the the son of the father in truth. That word truth and love is talking about um, is the son of the father in truth, but he's not an infant in truth. So the word truth and love talking about is maturity in truth, right? We said that we know that truth is for to bring forth the fruit of love, right? To make you that's what to so generate love. So so this son of the father in truth. And love is talking about the son who is who has come into the the full product of what truth the truth he has, what that truth is meant to produce is this love which they speak about. Then verse four it says, I, jo- I, I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children. Walking in truth, as we have received the commandment from the Father. So it's very clear now that um, he's writing to this lady and her children because these are her children who, this woman and her children, they have gained access into the conversation of truth, right? But he's now coming to, ex- to, to, to talk about, he wants to speak concerning what they are doing in the truth. That there is, they are actually undergoing a, a process in the truth. That process is walking in truth. Do you agree with me? It's walking in what? In truth. Now, and they are walking in truth according to commandment from who? They are walking in truth as we have received the commandment from the Father. 
Now, I beseech the lady, as though, not as though I wrote, I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which we had from the beginning, that we love what, one another. You see, that's what, what he said before. Praise God. And this is love, that we walk after his commandment. And then this is the commandment, that as he have heard from the beginning, that you should do what? That you should walk. That you should walk in it. So, so the realm of truth... Um, the purpose of truth is to truth is to define the work, right? The purpose of truth is to bring a definition of what of the work, right? Of the work, what kind of work? The work which the Father commands. There's a work which the Father does what commands. Is it? The commandment is called actually the commandment of the Father. The commandment of the Father is a walk. It's not a walk that anybody can walk. Praise God. Amen. Amen. It's not a walk that who? That just anybody can walk. Who are the people who can walk this walk? People who have known the truth. That's why he was saying that I'm, not, I'm rejoicing that I'm found, I found thy children, in verse 4, walking in the truth as we have received a commandment from the Father. Praise the Lord. Now, this commandment of the fa- from, say commandment from. commandment from, commandment from the Father. When you say commandment from the Father, now, there are two sides to this commandment from the Father. Now, it doesn't say commandment from God, it's saying commandment from the Father. So, it's zeroing in on um, an operation, which is the, f- the operation of the fatherhood of God. Now, now we also now discover that. In this place of this commandment or these dealings of the Father, that there are actually there are actually two entities who share in this commandment or the share in the administration of this commandment. They are the Father, right? And who? And his son. This is son, who is his son in truth and in who? And in love. The, the, the father and his son, who is in truth and in love. Now, this son is also a father. Do you get what I'm saying now? How do I know he's a father? Because he is, he is his son in truth and in love. Right, because he's not a son who is just learning how to be a son. He's a son. He's a son who has born fruit. Do you agree? He's a son who has born fruit. So the son who has born fruit is actually a what? Is also a father too. It means that he's a mature son. Every mature son is a father, because that is when the father knows that he has finished his work. When the son becomes a father, he's done. He's done development. Even though he's still a son. Do you get what I'm trying to say? 
Praise the Lord. So, this, this area of commandment, you see this Father. You see God the Father has his operations. He has his operation in, in the, I can call it in the corridor of this walk. And the corridor of this walk is what we call the new and living way. That's what we've been learning, right? It's, it's the, well, this walk that you're walking there, talking about here is the walk in that way. Praise the Lord. It's the, it's the walk, you know, those who walk in that new and living way which he has consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh, praise the Lord. That, those who take that path, who walk in that walk, are those who are walkers in the truth. Do you get what I'm saying? Amen. 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 Now, the, what I'm saying to you all is truth. Do you, do you agree with what I'm saying? That right now, there's giving of truth. Do you know why, why it's true? Because these things I'm saying, they can never be, they can never be disproved. Right? That when you go into the realm of the spirit, you find that this is the way things are in the spirit. So, what I'm saying to you now, nobody can know this. When you know it, this thing, Something has been added to you. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Uh-huh. Something, it's just like, God is very, very interesting. Just like this, just talking about these things. Just talking about these things. They, they, can, they can cause an alteration, right, in the soul. Now, when you, when, you, when you take this kind of understanding and you, put, you want to put it inside your heart, Praise God. Now, you find out that where, where this thing wants to stay, there are other things who, that were there. They have to remove some things to put this understanding on the inside. Now, any soul that will say, no, I don't want to learn about truth and all of these things, praise God, then what you say is that I don't want life. Right? He said, I don't want life. This, this thing called the life of God. I don't want it. Because you can't have this life without knowing these things. It's a message. Say message. message. What's the meaning of message? Message. When you say, a soul has received a message. When someone has received a message, it means that something has come to you that, that when you receive a message, you are no longer in the state you were before that message. Actually, the receiving of a message is the adding of potential. It has, they've just added to, the, to your capability. They added to what you are capable of doing by giving you what? By giving a message. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, you see, this, this summation of this, this message... When you see, that's how they, they raise the potential of a soul. Now, a soul that doesn't know anything about these things will be locked into the knowledge of corruptible things. You only know corruptible things. You only know corruption. To remove the, the knowledge of corruption from the soul, you must replace the knowledge of corruption with the knowledge of things that what are not what corruptible. So if you say, okay, you don't want to know about God and all these things, then I want to ask you, okay, what do you want to know about? You choose. They will now look at everything that men, men know in the world, all of the corruptible things, and say, okay, no, these are the ones I want to know about instead. I say, okay, no problem. 
you can know all these things. Praise the Lord. But a soul whose heart is full of that kind of knowledge cannot come, cannot share. Praise the Lord. You cannot share in the life of God. Say life. life. You cannot separate life from what you know. That's a law about, about the soul. You can't separate life from what you know. If they want to, they cannot bring a life to you without talking to you about knowing, about the knowledge of that life. Amen. Amen. I'm sorry, I have to use the analogy of animals again. <laughs> Praise God. If you ask me what separates the two life forms, right? A human being is a life form. A, what animal should we use today? A dog. Okay. A dog is another life form. You ask me what separates a dog and a It's just what you know, right? It's effectively, pretty much, is what you, you know. It's not, <laughs> it's not muscle that, uh, or anything. Hmm? You, find, you can find a little child that's smaller than the dog still has a higher life form than the dog. It's because of what, no, what you are aware of, awareness. Right, and that dog might have lived for 12, 12 years but that child was just born maybe one year, let's say one year or two years ago, two years ago. And that dog has been around for 12 years. In all that 12 years of that dog, the dog never could come into the ability to begin to know the kind of things that that child knows. It doesn't register to the dog. Some things don't register to the dog. Because of a lower life form. It's knowledge. It's just knowledge. That we didn't give you capacity to know these kind of things. To be aware of these kind of things. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? That's the way it is spiritually. Praise the Lord. That's the way it is what? Spiritually. So, so the, the scripture is the way that they expose you to another knowledge. Through scripture. Spirit, we use the scripture. Spirit, we use the scripture. If spirit just comes and starts talking to you, spirit, 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 spirit. When he's saying spirit, spirit, let's say he's trying to say what God thinks, but it's all spirit. Spirit, spirit. When you hear spirit, spirit, you wouldn't know anything. Or he will just come and just drop one anointing upon you that makes you feel. See, you wouldn't know anything. You know anything. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? But say scripture. Scripture is, is language that Holy Ghost has put down. That when, when, whenever this language is lifted, by lifted I mean that, I don't mean when the... When the priest is saying the Bible reading now is from, no. You can read that, but it hasn't been lifted. The scripture, the scripture is, is, the, is the summary of, of the compilation 
praise the Lord, of the, or the syllables that contain the kind of thoughts that the spirit can use to expound the inward reality of the life of God. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Amen. Amen. So, so when we are talking about truth, you have to, you have to start from, 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 before you can begin to talk about the substances, the soul can begin to see and relate with the substances of truth. The soul must first see the scripture of truth. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So my, this is where the devil doesn't like fight to fight people. When you're trying to, when he's trying to show the scripture of truth, the devil wants to make you not feel like this thing is not really relevant. You somewhere you cannot see maybe how what we are talking about now translate to maybe God's life or anything. You get what I mean? Because he wants to remove the scripture, the foolishness of the scripture. He wants the soul to be too wise beyond the scripture. You want to make when they are reading scripture, he wants you to be thinking of looking for something more grand and something more big and all that. That you, you won't see how writing about the elect lady, reading about the elect lady and her children and all that. You there's no way in your whole world you can never see how this thing can phrase what John said that this thing have we declare unto you that you may have fellowship with us. So you see this thing we're talking about, we are declaring to you. I mean, what we are penning down in this epistle, that with this thing, you can have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with Son. He has thrown it to you. Believe him. Will you believe or will you not believe? Will you believe that what John wrote can bring you into fellowship with the Father? And the, isn't that what we are talking about here? Praise the Lord. Praise God. Thank you. So in verse 5, he said, Now I beseech thee, lady, not as though I write, I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which we have, we had from the beginning, that we what? We love one another. Right? In verse 4, he said, I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children walking in truth, as we have received a commandment from the Father. And I was explaining to you that this Father, that we receive a commandment from the Father, right? That I said the Father, the fatherly dealings are actually, you, you find fatherly dealings before the veil and then after the veil. But the fatherly dealing before the veil is a father. But the person who is the father is not the same person who is the father who is de- dealing with you later within the veil. I don't know if you get that concept. They are both father. It's the father who raised another father. Yes. And the purpose why he raised that father is to be a father. To be a father. If a father who can father in the first realm of truth. There's a fatherhood of the first realm of truth that makes you cross into another realm, the, the realm of truth, where of the realm of the everlasting truth, which is where you meet another father, which is the father of the first father. 
who is the, not just the Father, he's the God and the Father. He's called the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Am I making some sense to you? So, the, the, the commandment of truth is actually a, is a fatherly, is a fatherly gift. That's why it's called commandment. Father is the person who commands. Praise the Lord. Is the, is the person who does what? Who commands. The Father is the person who commands. So that commandment of the Father, um, you find the first part of the fatherly commandment, which is the first level of truth, which you should walk into. He's the one who brings you into the path. Praise the Lord. And after a while, he will hand over. It's like that veil, like we saw, that has two sides. Right? It's the same veil, but two sides. The veil is a fatherly veil. But one has one face on one side. And the other has what? Another face. Praise the Lord. On, on the other side. Amen. Amen. Now, so like I said, commandment of truth. When you're talking about truth. Like I said, at the very level, low level, you start from scriptures. Now, it's not every scripture, it's not everything in scripture that pertains to truth. Praise the Lord. It's not everything that what in the scripture that pertains to truth. There are scripture that are there are scriptures like the angel said unto Daniel that I've come to you might know that which is noted in the scripture of truth. In the scripture of truth, that scripture of truth, there's what you call the scriptures of truth. Things that pertain to what to the truth. In the book of um, Second Timothy. In chapter two, Second Timothy chapter two. <laughs> Thank you, Father. I worship you. Amen. Amen. Verse, let's see, verse 15. Right, it says, it says, study to show yourself approved unto who? Unto God. So, to be approved unto God, you have to be a workman that needs not to be ashamed, that can, that's rightly doing what? That rightly divided the world of truth. Now, in the realm of truth, there is the, there's the need for right division. <laughs> right? When you are outside of truth, they don't pay too much, too much particular, they're not very particular on how you divide it. Do you get what I'm saying? They don't pay attention too much to how you divide it. Why? Because in the realm outside of truth, you're not touching the real substance, the real matters that the scriptures want to give. But when you come into the realm of truth, right, the, the realm of truth is the realm of accuracy, is a world of accurate things. In the realm of truth, you cannot just take a scripture and then just add your story to your, of your a story that your grandfather told you to it and interpret it. You cannot take a scripture 
I mean, praise God. Now, in the milk of the world, which is the realm before the realm of truth, such things happen. In, someone can say, this is my own interpretation of this. I just interpreted this one according to my own something. Someone can just bring a message, just take one scripture and then tell a whole story around it. I even heard messages preached that they tell story, but the story is actually fiction. I've actually, I've seen things though. I've seen someone bringing doctrine from fiction before. Fiction. And it's not that they, they actually said it's a story. And then they begin to give instruction for me. That, and those things, and it can bless people. To bless people and all of that, you bring things from it. Praise the Lord. Amen. A lot, a lot of times in such messages, what is projected is a lot of times you'll find that somewhere is the dreams of men. The, the lusts of men, the, what men understand concerning things. Praise the Lord. But when you, when you come into the, 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 and now what for the realm of truth, I think, I, like I said, is you're coming into the seasons of the oracles of God. Any time when you are below this truth realm, you are below the oracles. You've not yet started with the oracles. In Hebrews chapter 5, it was saying it, that when you had milk, right, you have neither once when you have to be teachers you hardly neither one teach you again which things be what the first principles the principles of the oracles of God so the oracle is very clear the oracle of God is the meat of the world and then the strong meat of the world now it says strong meat belongeth to them who are full of full age now how did they acquire fullness of age is by through the meat of the world, right? So strong meat is for them who, by reason of use, are had their senses exercised to the word discern is divide to discern good and what. When you say what is in the scripture of truth that you should rightly divide, what are you dividing? Uh, praise the Lord! Is the judgment the eyes to be able to separate things? Amen. Amen. Am, I, am I making sense, some sense? So the, the oracles of God, so truth is actually the content of the oracles. So the oracle is that which speaks truth, that which says truth. When the oracle is not speaking, you will never hear truth. Now, one of the signs of the oracle. One of the, the signs of the oracle. How you know, wow, oracle is talking. How you know the this, this sign of the oracle is the right division of the world. That's the purpose of the oracle of God. It's the right word. In other words, so if somebody wants to interpret this scripture, but you don't have the, the skill of the oracle or the skill of the meat of the world, you can interpret many things about the scripture, but they will not be accurate. They will not be accurate. You can take a scripture to, for prayers, to pray for this, to pray for that. Take a verse as a prayer point. You know, we've done that a lot. I did that a lot, a lot, a lot. Under the milk of the word. First of all, you don't start with scripture. You start with what you want. Then when you've established what you want, then <laughs> you will then go and look for what? Ah! When I was in the milk, eh, 
I abused the prophet. <laughs> ah, because that's why you you see those things, eh? The Isaiah, ah, all those books. You must find something that's talking about what you. And the, and, and is the Holy Spirit is it involved? Yes. The Holy Ghost is the one that will bring in the revelation. That's how I know it's time to pray. First of all, you have what you want, then you have to you have to go. You can't just go and be praying. What do you mean? Who are you? Praise the Lord. You won't get answer. Amen. You know, walking by faith, getting results by faith is not anyhow. No, 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 no. It's not. People who do it anyhow, you find out somehow they are doing gimmicks. It's not really faith that's producing the result. Faith that produces the result, they must show you something. Faith must be anchored on something. What I'm telling you is that in the, in the season of the meal, this, the revelation, so-called revelation, which the Holy Spirit can bring to support your prayer point, is not the division of the scripture, of the word. It's just it's for to help you, just to make you conversant with the world to start with. Just to, just to let you know that this world can actually talk. That you see this world is a living thing. You know the world is living, right? It, to make you know that this world understands your situation, it can talk about it. That there are scriptures about anything in your life that it can speak to. That's the, that's the thing. But some Christians stay there. The fact that they can go to the scripture and see things that are speaking to them, speaking to their life. That's one of the greatest mistakes you can make about the scripture. It's the word, get satisfied in a place where the scripture can speak about your life. For you to realize that that's not what the scripture is meant to speak concerning. The scripture is not an instrument to interpret your life to you. The scripture is a vault of another life. Is to speak of another life. So the fulfillment of scripture is not when he's talking to you. Ah, this thing, I just had this experience. And when I opened the Bible, I was just reading something there. All he said was just exactly what I was going through. That's what, those are the kind of things that they do for babies, right? When I was a baby Christian, ah, I enjoyed that thing too much. Because why? They must do that. To make you know that the scripture is a living book. It can speak. But scripture can be speaking by the spirit, but the oracles, what you call the oracles of God, has not yet opened up yet. So for when the oracle begins to speak, the oracle can never speak until skillful, a skillful workman. Say workman. The scripture is for who are these who are these workmen? They are those who are users by reason of use. The use is the work. Those who by reason of use. By say by reason of use. By reason of use. Amen. So, so this workman, amen. It's very clear that he was speaking about the approval to God, right, as 
a approval to God as a mouthpiece, but in this realm of the oracle, you cannot separate, in the realm of the milk, you can separate stature from message. Yeah. Right? Stature from message. Why, why can you do that? It's because below the milk is not a world of accuracy. They don't care too much about accuracy. You get what I'm saying? It's almost like, it's like, it's like you're living in a world without standard. So in a world without standard, it's almost, it's almost as if anything, when you bring this one, okay, we accept it. Ah, that's the answer. You bring another, ah, yeah, that's the answer. The other one brings something, ah, yeah, that's the answer. Everybody feels what they have is the answer. <laughs> that's one of the big problems to make when people are trying to transition from that world into the world of the oracle. And then they, they, they want to bring the same attitude of everybody has the answer into the world of the oracle. That's why no oracle doesn't speak like that. That oracle, the, the mouthpiece of oracle must be approved. There's something called approval to be a mouthpiece of the oracle of God. Is that you must find, find a way. So when, in Second Timothy, when Paul was writing to him, right, like compare what he was saying here. Read verse 14, let's see. Verse 14, of these things put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. Then verse 16, after verse 15, it says, but shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto what? More ungodliness. And their word will eat as doth a canker of whom a minus and philetus, who concerning the truth have erred. Then they now began to speak about the revelation they had. That the <laughs> resurrection is passed already and, over, and through that they overthrew the fate of some. So, so these are guys who were not approved. Right? Who, they, what made them unapproved? Because they, in them they had error concerning the truth. Do you see what I'm saying? They erred they concerning the truth. It's possible that these guys, they didn't start with error. But they, after a while, they, they, maybe they failed, they forgot the code of their, this realm. That in this realm, it's not like the realm before where anything goes. In this realm, there's actually a truth. You can say the wrong thing. A revelation can be wrong. Not every revelation is right. Praise God. In the, in, the, in the realm of the milk of the world, there's almost little or no standard in terms of standard for accuracy of revelation. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The realm of the milk of the world, that's why someone can say that, someone can, be, can say he's the deliverance minister and he says it's his own specialty is to deliver someone from spirit husband and spirit wife. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise God. And then, and, then, and then you see people who he has delivered. Who wow. he has... They will say, oh, I had a, a spirit husband or something before. And then when, when I met this minister, 
he was able to, but now, but later you now realize that there's actually nothing like spirit husband <laughs> and spirit wife. <laughs> spirit is not marrying people. It's actually, but, but in that service where they are delivering people from spirit husband and spirit wife, Holy Ghost is there. I mean, you think Holy Ghost is not there? You know, some of us, of us, we are too, we feel like Holy Ghost is only where we are. You know? You'll be shocked where Holy Ghost is. You'll be shocked the places. You know, Sunday morning where you are going to church, your own church. Sometimes you feel that's only where Holy Ghost. You'll be surprised where Holy Ghost is on Sunday morning. The kind of places. The kind of places that he goes to. Strange, some strange places, but somewhere you check it. They're actually born again, but they are just confused. <laughs> With all their confusion, Holy Ghost will still be there. Oh yeah, Holy Ghost will still show up for service. With whatever light they are using, whatever revelation they are using, and all, Holy Ghost is still there. Because, but he's not there as the spirit of truth. Right? He's not there as the spirit of truth. He's just... The Holy Spirit of God, who is just with people who are born again. Because they have somewhere they have a right to Him. That Holy Ghost is the one thing that any, everybody who is born again has right to. Whether you know, whether your, your spiritual brain is incorrect, whether you are a spiritual madman, it doesn't matter. The whole, you have a right by virtue of the new birth. Every person has a right to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Praise God. And that Holy Spirit is the only person out of the, the beings of God you have a right to at that level. But once you are born again, you have a right to the Holy Ghost. And you can call him. Wherever you are, you can call him. You have a right to call him and, and almost like summon him. So people are, who are doing things by the Holy Spirit, because their doctrine is wrong, we assume that they are not doing it by the Spirit. No. You'll be surprised what things are done by the Spirit. <laughs> That's why we should not be proud, right? One thing that, one thing that the Holy Ghost told me is that, he said that, don't be, too big, don't be bigger than me. He said, is there any way I can go? You should be able to go there. You know, we have standards sometimes that you feel like you can't. You can't go. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> if I can go, you can go too. You can go too. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, so these guys, they overthrew the faith of some, right? Um, because they had erred the concerning the truth. They had erred concerning the truth. They made error. concerning. So these people, they probably journeyed into the realm of truth. Then, but in the realm of truth, they didn't they didn't come into the approval, which which Timothy came into because this approval which Paul was speaking to Timothy was warning him, don't be like them, don't be like these guys. These guys they journeyed into access to the of the oracle, they access the oracle, they access the truth. But after a while, they erred in the truth. But you you have to stay in the truth until you become approved unto God. Do you see that? In that verse 15, let's see. So, it says, study 
Study. Say study. I love the word study here. I love this word study. Sometimes spirit guides might not like this word study too much. They would like me if, if, they, if they just said flow to show yourself approved. Flow in the spirit to show yourself approved. But what word did they use? Study. So it means that when you talk about the realm of truth, studying is involved, right? You cannot separate, you cannot separate the realm of truth from studying. Why? Because the realm of truth is actually is a scripture-intensive realm. The realm of the oracles is a scripture-intensive. You know when you hear the word oracle, you just you feel like it's just oracle, just talking, just expression. No, no. When you say oracle, oracles, the oracles of God. Those oracles, they have made, they have instruments of the oracle. The spirit is just one instrument of the oracle. The scripture is another instrument of the oracle. So, so somebody who who has in, who's who's inward, whose heart has in married scripture, you will not really do well with the oracle. You will make mistake. It's very possible that these guys who actually heard concerning the truth, it's just maybe that maybe they were just absent-minded concerning some scriptures. Praise God. It's, just, it's very possible. You know that, right? It's very possible. You know that someone can have a blind spot when it comes to revelation. You, can, you have a blind spot. When the devil... When the devil has a plan for his soul to make his soul heir in the future, what he does, he will be cultivating blind spots. He will be cultivating. He will, he will make sure. It's not that you will run away and just from the beginning. He will make sure that you are there. You are participating. But he will make sure you have a blind spot concerning an aspect. Is that, that blind spot is an, is, an, is an area that can cause error. That can make you to err. Because when it comes when it comes to the truth. Praise God. And do you know the answer? The answer for blind spot is you might think is is just scripture. It's not scripture that's the answer of blind spot to a person. But if a person, if the if evil spirits are working out a blind spot in a soul, and then you give that soul the scripture, and then just give them the scripture, lock them inside a, inside a house, and in that house, you're supplying them food, everything. Just sit down with this scripture, learn the whole scripture for like five years. And then that's, that's all you do. Don't do anything. Just, so you'll be hoping that somewhere in that five years, you will discover his blind spot. But well, most likely, come back five years later, that blind spot is still intact. It's still intact. It'll just be there. In all his studying of scripture, he will never arrive at. You know, because his instrument, what's a blind spot? I. There's blindness in how you're seeing. You always see the scripture with your blind spot. You will be seen with your blind spot. You'll be seen. Revelation will be coming, but around your blind spot. 
So just raw scripture, just you and scripture wow. cannot deal with blind spot. And let me tell you something, every soul has blind spot. Yes, every person. You have your own, I have my own blind spot. You have your own, you have your own, you have your own. And there are spirits who have been cultivating that thing. Because that, that thing is their gate. When it's time to make you air, that's their door. That's the door that they will open. Praise God. So, now, what is the answer to blind spot? If I say it's not raw scripture, what is it? Fellowship. It's fellowship. It's persons. People. Brotherhood. Fellowship. It's the only thing that can heal blind spot. Amen. Amen. That's the only thing that can do what? That can heal. Because what's your blind, your blind spot is that thing that if they leave you from now to next year, it will never occur to you. It's, it's very simple. Right? It's just because of your frame, your nature. Work has been done that this thing left, just leave, leave you alone and this thing. Let God come to your ear and be shouting it. Right? Black still, yeah, look at this thing. You will just be smiling. I said, you will hear. Anything. It's a blind spot. You get what I'm saying? Some people, people, I'm afraid of people who feel like they, they themselves can get every revelation about everything. Because a lot of times that is, is, is a little bit of childishness. Praise the Lord. So, so the purpose of blind spot is so what heals blind spot is people. Right? People who People who they've poured eyes into for that aspect you are blind to. And you also might have eyes for someone somewhere somewhere else is blind to. You get what I'm trying to say? Praise the Lord. Amen. So... That's this, this thing, but I love the word they use in chapter 15, in verse 15. That, so you see this aspect of study. You cannot remove studying from, from when it comes to the, this thing called truth. The word study, what I'm seeing as study, is not necessarily only just reading a book or something. I'm seeing study more of like, um, it's more of... Um, Study, study. So study is, I'm seeing more of the diligence to leave no stone unturned. Like when you are, like study is, is a type of seeing. Praise God. Is a type of seeing. But it's, it's you are not just looking, you are just, you are to study. It means you have an intention to leave nothing unseen. To leave nothing, what? Unseen. That's the purpose of studying. 
to make sure that there's no aspect that you are not seeing. That's the nature, the nature of the oracles, the nature of truth, the realm of truth, the realm of truth, the nature of that realm called truth is a, is a studious world. It's a world where things must be perfectly seen. Things must be examined. Examined until you arrive at the true knowledge of that thing. Praise the Lord. So, so it's very clear that Christ is the place where studying, the instruction of studying begins from the realm of Christ. Right? It, realm, it begins from the realm of Christ because that's the realm where things become particular. Before Christ, like I said before, you can teach anything, but when it comes to the realm of Christ, you now begin to tell you. And I begin to draw. Praise God. Have you ever seen someone teaching milk of the world and then they throw the tabernacle and say, okay, the soul, you must first come into the outer court. And then from the outer court. Anybody who is drawing tabernacle and all that, they are, they, they are aware of something. They are looking for, nobody who is looking for their needs being met is interested in the drawing of the tabernacle. Your need has nothing to do with the tabernacle. It has no sense, no meaning to you. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? But when you move into the realm of Christ, you cannot teach Christ without teaching the candlesticks. Without teaching the... You have to teach many, many things. You teach... How many things have we learned? You learn the terrain of the wilderness. You learn the full tabernacle. Praise the Lord. Amen. You have to learn the heavens. You have to learn things about heaven. You have to learn angels. Study angels. They break down the, the cadres of the angels. The realm of the... The, the, of the angels, the ministers, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. The realm of, realms of principalities and powers and might and dominion. Are you, are you seeing what I'm trying to say? What are you doing when you are learning those things? You are studying. That's what you call study. You're studying, you're studying, you're studying. The purpose of heaven is to study. Why did they institute and God bring the, the revelation of the pattern of the tabernacle, which is heaven they copied down and gave to Moses. It's for study. Even though they had use for it in the Old Testament, but it's not that. Say so these things are written for your examples. You know, it didn't say example. Right? It's not the same. The word example is not, I don't think, it's not ensample. It's ensample. So it means it is a sample. What is a sample? It's for studying. This is a sample. Okay. Ah, there's this thing I want to, it's a new business, so this material that we are going to sell for this amount and all, that's the, that's the value. Okay, give me a sample. They'll bring the sample. You study the sample. Is this what he said it is? Do you see what a sample is for? A sample is for what? It's for studying. So these things are, are the patterns of the heavens, of the heavenly. What is the purpose of a pattern? A pattern is for studying. You, are you getting what I'm saying? So, so all of those things, they, they are knowledge that pertain to the realm of truth. They are to, to speak of something. They hold revelation that should be open. In. So you know, so when the oracle of God begins to speak, he begins to speak of patterns. He begins to speak of those things. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. Have you ever taken a step back and really looked at this? All of righteousness, doctrine of Christ. Have you ever noticed that it is 
just learning patterns. 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 You've not begun to break into the scripture until you begin to see patterns by the Spirit. The Spirit will begin to open up patterns to you. You begin to see even the book itself is a pattern. The way they arrange it. Amen. Amen. So, now, the, the studying is not for the enlightenment of your mind, right? Rather, the studying is for to, is that each item, each item that is a sample which they've given to the study, that each of them communicates, has the ability to communicate aspects of truth. Right, that if you miss some of them, there will be aspect of the truth that your soul will be missing, that you are not able to come into. Yeah. So, if there's anybody who feels like, oh, it's okay, let me not live, let me not know about tabernacle fully. It's still fine. At least I get, I have an idea what he's talking about. <laughs> Go back home. Go back, learn it. When they are teaching about, you know the specifics about when they are teaching about the heavens, all the things that we've learned about the heavens, about the angelic, praise the Lord, about all the patterns. Are you seeing all those things? You seeing those things? You seeing those? You cannot separate those things from truth. You cannot say that you will come to know truth without knowing the things that have been given for you to study. You don't know how the studying of them will translate to you coming into ownership of the truth. It's not, that one is not your own concern of how you, it will happen because there's actually a spirit that, who encoded it, who knows how to decode it. The, the spirit who compressed truth and laid it out as samples in scripture, that same spirit can take the sample when you know them and then expound it back into truth. You just discover that because of things you know, just because of some things you know, which are normally, which seem like things that are irrelevant, just all of a sudden, things that pull people are not pulling you anymore. Are you getting what I'm saying? Do you, do you believe that can happen? Has it, is it, has it been happening to you at a level? Now, you see that thing of, ah, just the natural interest for some things I used to have interest for before. I don't just have interest in them anymore. Now, you know how you just say that? You don't know. You don't know what it takes to remove such a thing from a soul. You don't know like you don't know what it takes to remove such a thing. 
until you, until you see people who have prayed and 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 prayed. And after praying, they go and when the thing comes, they answer. They are a servant. Hey, time to go and wait. Pause your prayer. Let's go. We have to go and do some things. Pull. Say pull. That's one. That's one aspect that men, all of man's discovery, cannot touch that area. We can build all the planes, build all the houses, build everything. But when it comes to praise God, when it comes to the aspect of the pools of men, there's no study that has ever got into that place. You can't even explain it. You can't explain it. You see somebody who has who should have all the knowledge. You just see when you get into when you when he opens up his own life to you, you just see one useless vice, one tiny nonsensical thing. See, this one is my own problem. I cannot be free from this one. This is my own weakness. Have all, all your knowledge and everything. Ah, I'm sorry, you. There's nothing I can do. Have you ever seen a greedy person that one day just said, I won't be greedy anymore? <laughs> or there's, that's the only person out of, on a national level. All nations are greedy, right? Why can't nations with all the knowledge? You know what I mean? And, and it's very clear that the greed is not helping humanity. All the problems of humanity are because people are greedy. <laughs> you know, if all these things just stop. Eh? With all our advancement technology, why has it not found technology that can solve greed? <laughs> look at just look at the society we live in, for example. You just see guys who are they just they don't care, they're just taking all the money. Why there people masses are suffering in one angle. You just see some few guys are just because they found a way <laughs> to be collecting money. Praise God. But you say, can't you, can't you see that um, <clears throat> this kind of accumulation of wealth is not, is not really good for humanity as a whole? Can't you see how the future of humanity will be better if some of these things, if at least some children in Africa can wake up and just eat, just not too much, just, the fact, just to have food to eat? Can't you see how that can be better for humanity? Are you getting what I'm saying? Just common sense things. Common sense, sometimes the solutions to the world problems are common sense, but because men are men have no control over what is what the things that pull them, the yeah. things that drive them. I don't know if you're getting the sense of what I'm trying to say. You, you're getting my sense, you're getting my sense. Please get my sense, amen. This is one of the, 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 the things that, that I want us to be so armed with in this our generation. See. No, no, nobody should be able to come and lie to you anymore that the things that matter in this world have anything to do with technological advancement or any of these, these things. Forget that. 
Praise the Lord. Those things cannot solve man's problem. Those things hide the problem. Men are decaying. Fa- family structure, just something such as family, right? There is no kind of research that you can bring to me that shows that there's an alternative to just something called family, just the family, father, mother, children. Do you get what I'm trying to say? There's no kind of research, no knowledge, nothing. It's, no, it's too obvious that if you want to have the foundation for prosperity or prosperous living, right? Just let there be solid, strong families. You will solve many problems. You will not have criminals. You will not have prostitutes. You will not have oh, just simple, praise God. I forget the statistics I was reading, like in the U.S., praise God. There were, were statistics that somebody, they say a, a black man who has no father at home, I forget how many percent times likely to end up going to jail. A ridiculous amount, percentage. That just, just that problem, just let there be a father in his home. Let him even be a useless father. Let him be a father that drinks and wakes up and beats his wife. As long as he has a father in his home, right? Is how many times likely, how, how many percentage points likely that he will not go to jail or he won't become a criminal? Do you get what I'm saying? And see that, are you seeing that wisdom of just the family? Now, you will now see wise people, so-called wise people, whose heads are full of wisdom. Wisdom. Why? Because they can make phones, they can make all of those things. Praise God. Beginning to bring ideologies down that at the core is the destruction of what? The family. Things like that. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? In more and more in our days, you begin to see things that defy logic. Why? Because men are hitting their weaknesses. And when they hit their weakness, they try and lie about it. They bring an alternate reality and shift it very, very quickly before everybody sees it. You know that the secret is because you can't, you can't marry and stay married. <laughs> because you cannot submit, you cannot love. That's the secret. Say it. They know the family, the patriarchy, the patriarchal. Why? What's the excuse? Always about men. They say men have been wicked, have been, and all that. So, because of that, the solution is let us, let us, don't be in the family. Just have kids anyhow. You get what I'm trying to say? But really, really, what's the real fear in that? That a woman will go and will submit to a man. You, you get what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. So what, what you need to learn, I'm, I'm trying to make a case to you in terms of, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That what, that there's really nothing valuable when it comes to knowledge than what the Spirit of God or what the spirit of truth has, has provided for man to learn. Praise God. 
and there's an attitude with which you follow the learning. You learn it like there's somebody who is going to mark your script. Don't learn it. Don't learn it anyhow. It's precept upon precept, right? When they were speaking about the realm beyond the milk, right? So who will he teach knowledge? Who will he draw from the bread? Him that was. So who will he teach knowledge? Who will he cause to understand doctrine? Him that is weaned from milk. Him that is drawn from the breast. For precept. So when you've drawn them from the breast, you now begin to bring precept upon precept. That's the essence of studying. Is so that precept can be laid upon precept. So that line can be laid. Here a little, there a little. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? That is the, that's the nature of the world of truth. Your soul must become com- be comfortable with it. Your soul must be a soul that is comfortable with studying truth. Right? Don't only be able to, don't only have energy when they say, hey, see this textbook. This is the secret of. You see this is your program or this field or all that. Or this textbook has all the, you know, textbooks that has promise as if they give you information about something on the earth. Don't let, that should not be where your energy for learning should go. Your energy for learning should go more into what? Into this, into the script of things which the Holy Ghost has crafted and designed for men. For men to know. Put premium on the knowledge. That's just what Paul was telling to Timothy. He study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needs not to be ashamed. Why? Because he's rightly dividing the word of truth. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Without right division of the word of truth, there will not be formation of understanding and there will not be giving of knowledge. It is the formation of understanding, right, and the giving of knowledge, praise the Lord, that is the essence or the purpose of the right division. It's the right division. The right division of what? Of the word of truth. Are we blessed today? Amen. Father, we thank you. We give you glory and we worship you for your word. Thank you for because we believe that in this time you've been able to impart things to us, Lord, that will last, they will stay. Father, thank you because your spirit will take these things and you will cause them to bring forth fruit in our heart. Thank you because all the depth of the conviction that this world ought to create within us, we trust that your spirit will go and do it. Thank you, our Father. Bring more light, bring more insight, bring more revelation. Bring more understanding of these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth.